Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. Bachelor. Hello and welcome back to the Bachelor of Hearts, a Bachelor Australia podcast. Writing you a love letter. Oh, thank dear you, dear listeners. <laughs> my name is Max Quinn. Joining me on the line, as they do every week, my two best friends in the world, Xavier Rebetsky Noonan and Kelly Dawn Helmerick. Hello. Bula. Which one do you like better? Yeah, true. Who's on top? Who's on top? Um, who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> um, I go by who I've seen the most recently. So it's uh, me. Fuck. That's you, I and know. And I come first in alphabetical order as well. Yeah, recency bias is a real thing. Okay, but I'm probably... It's okay, you're sad, but guess what? What was really <laughs> nice was that when you first started introducing the podcast, Max, Xavier had the biggest smile on your face. That's really nice. Not your face. On my on face. His face. Well, yeah, it's weird <laughs> that he was able to puppeteer my face from all that far away, but... But he's so happy. Yeah, it's my favorite thing to do. It's Shut like... him right back down to where he belongs. <laughs> it's been a fun week here uh, of Bachelor podcasting um, and a fun week of life as well. How are you guys feeling about everything that's happened on our TV screens for the last couple of days? Everything that's happened? Because I, I don't watch a lot of other TV. <laughs> <laughs> there is enough of this show to keep me Fiji. going. Right. I'm finding myself really excited to watch the new episode every day. Like, I get a bit giddy. Like, oh, there's going to be a new episode in Paradise and I'm going to find out this that I've been waiting to find out. Mm. I like know. I'm, I'm really anticipating the rose ceremonies and just like, I don't know, things like that and the drama. They've sucked me in. It took them a while. Like, it was a slow yeah. burn, but I'm in. Yeah, I thought the four-day-a-week format would be absolutely crushing, but as it turns out, no, it's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. I have an interesting counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> It's too much. <laughs> Between like... I what w- else have you got to do? <laughs> no, okay. Well, thank you so much. But like when I think about my week right now, like I go from being worried about not being prepared to record the next episode <laughs> to like being worried that I can't release the episode quickly enough because other episodes will be on TV. <laughs> it's this constant cycle. It's a little bit like damaging to the rest of my... like. Not that I'm the busiest person in the world, sure. but like setting aside four nights a week to watch it as well as the nights of the week that it takes to record this podcast and edit, upload it, all that stuff. Mm. It's become yesterday a five day a week my... job. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday I ate my dinner in bed so I could multitask and watch the new episode. As well. <laughs> I haven't left my bed <laughs> in five straight days. That's normal though, right? Uh, that's fine. I went to yeah, a. A vegan burger place. I've been trying to follow your Soul lead, burger? you guys, and eat a uh, vegan one day a week. That's our oh lead. God. That's, that's what a, we've been leading that, you towards. Uh, well, 
okay, you know what? Whatever you need. That's sure. great. That's a positive than no days vegan. It's one day better than zero. Yeah. 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 Where, did you go to Soul Burger? I did go to Soul Burger in Glebe. And I sat there Delicious. and I watched The Bachelor on my phone while I ate my Soul Burger. Wow. Did you feel like us? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I felt just like you. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the best moment you ever had in your entire damn life? Yep. So, uh, you've been really busy this week because you both released new music. Oh, true. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we did that. That was fun. I loved it. That might be why I'm feeling very overstimulated at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people reaching out, being very nice about the new record we made. Yeah, really kind. Lots of people um, getting in touch, saying really nice things. The record's called Good Thanks. It is released under the name Max Quim, but me and Xavier made it equal. Um, It's really, uh, it's been great. If you're interested, if you're a podcast listener, you don't know. Uh, I make a lot of songs. Xavier does all the production and the other assistants in our band. And assistants? Gen- I'm the assistant drummer. <laughs> the other things you would require to make to need to make the songs in, uh, like to make the songs a reality. Xavier is capable sure. of doing. He played drums. He played bass. He played lead guitar. I did next to nothing <laughs> other than write the songs and sing them. Uh, hey, look. So. It's uh, it's called Good Thanks. You can get it on Bandcamp. It's going to be on streaming platforms later this week too. And uh, what's the, what else is what? Oh yeah. Um, I decided I don't want any money from it. If you decide that you want to pay for it, that's fine. Whatever. But I'm just so you know, giving all of your money to Headspace, which is a great organization for young Australian mental health. And I think that's a positive thing for us all to do. And it's been really nice having made that disclaimer for people to know that they could get it for free. But just kind of say like, nah, fuck that, and decide to do something good for someone else anyway. Mm. And we've made like more than three hundred dollars for Headspace at this point. It's really exciting. That's so nice. That's pretty cool. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, the music. Thank you. It's really nice of you. I um. Do you know? Sorry, just talking about Xavier being your assistant. Yeah. Um. <laughs> when I invited Xavier to join a band with me, and I had already got the name uh, sorted. Well, I'd already had an idea that I wanted to call it Kelso, which is uh, obviously my nickname. Mm. I brought Xavier out to coffee, and I was like, "You need to okay this because I am aware that you're already in a band that's <laughs> named after someone that isn't you. <laughs> so if you're not okay with that being like." Your thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can change the name. Well, my f- when my friend Self Talk sat me down to <laughs> <laughs> that band name. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you know it's a good record. One thing people should probably know um, if they're podcast fans is we actually, when we were writing and putting the record together, we were thinking ahead about the podcast we were going to record. Mm. And it's actually synced up in like a Dark Side of the Moon, like Wizard of Oz sort of way. So if you hit play on both of them at the same time, oh, it's even I more complicated you. garbage <laughs> than you would have got in either separate instance. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. Um, you know what else I recommend? What's that, Talking Maxwell? about The Bachelor. It's really fun hey! and I enjoy doing it every week with my friends Xavier and Kelly. Should we dive in? Here's my question to mm-hmm. The Bachelor of Hearts, Season 1, Australia, Episode 8? It's called Bachelor in Paradise. Oh. What did you say? He said Bachelor of Hearts. Well, that's oh, this. But it oh. is also. Mm. Mm. But it's not Season 1, Episode 8. What Maybe. episode is it? 45. The Bachelor of Arts is season one, episode 45. No, they haven't been 45. Oh. season... Well, this is when you would say Bachelor of Arts. Uh, Australia, uh, season one, episode nine. You could have <laughs> let me have it. Oh, you could try. 
You That's could be the assistant of um, yeah, yeah. Have I the assistant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me be in charge of one damn thing in my damn life. <laughs> Talk about the show. Yes, let's do it. I it can was... read your notes. <laughs> feel, feel free. <laughs> Lisa. <explain>. No. <laughs> Don't feel free. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> okay. Is that what you think my voice sounds like? Lisa. <laughs> it is. Okay, go. Come on, go. You don't have all day. Can you all right. do the record? Do you not have all day? Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> I can't deal with this. What did Lisa else do? <laughs> Imagine if Lee Sales was on Paradise. It'd be fucking cool. <laughs> Lisa explains to Luke that she felt a bit put on the spot when Michael gave her his rose at the end of last week's episode. Mm. And in reality, she's still fully invested in Luke, who, for his part, feels the same way. So we learn, yes, it was just like definitely producers fucking around last episode, trying to cause some strife between them. They're still going it forever. Michael doesn't... Hmm. Should we discuss forever right now or should we leave forever until later? It's <sighs> a good question because it's not forever. It's not. They're already broken. They've already yeah. broken up. Yeah. Maybe we can talk a little a bit more months, about what though. happens further on. But yeah. Just, yeah, I think we'll build up to yeah. it. Anyway, a date card arrives and it's for Eden, his first single date in his Yay! whole bachelor life. Oh, sweet Edie. Uh, yeah, uh, he immediately invites Elora, who agrees to come. Although in this very frank and bitey sort of clip and in the moment, she says, I don't want to go on this date just because I'm waiting for Apollo. Uh, anyway, it's a bad date because she doesn't want to be there. Let's talk about it. Have you, or before we do, have any of us ever been on a date where the other person was just begrudgingly? <laughs> or maybe where the person who was just like along for the ride? I love dates. Yeah. So I'll say yes to a date even uh, if I don't particularly like the person because I think it's just... Just a fun reason to get out of the house? Fun! I don't know. I like one-on-ones. Mm. Um, I prefer a group date. <laughs> I've been on dates where like, we've sat, sat down to dinner and I've said, oh, I don't like you romantically, but isn't this fun? Yeah. You know, like I don't lead people on or anything. Sure, yeah. Like, I love Be about dates. It. So yeah, I have yeah. been on dates where I'm not like... That's not terrible, not... Did yeah. you, was there a food fight? Uh, no, I don't like food fights. I oh. like eating food. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> like with your mouth? Yeah. What the fuck is that? There's something in my hair. Mm. Is it like a piece of spaghetti or something? <laughs> okay, but like I work with children, right? Mm. Right. Every day is a food fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> Max, what about you? Uh, sh- I've been on my fair share of bad dates. Absolutely. Um, the worst one ended up uh, back in his hotel room uh, with the girl that I was on a date with also there. And uh, <laughs> he, well, look, it got to the point where she was very drunk. It became apparent to me that I was not able to leave. And uh, at a certain point, I was like, we should leave. And she was like, yeah, okay, we should leave. And he got her phone and wrote in it, uh, ditch the skinny white dude and come back. And I took her downstairs. I know that because she showed me her phone on the way downstairs. She's like, what does oh, this say? No. I know. Um, and she and was you like, deleted it. I certainly did. Um, and she was like, uh, like, I put her in a cab. I put me in a cab. I'm pretty sure she went home. 
Um, I think that I'm. In fact, I know that I went home the next day. I looked this guy up. He's a musician. I looked him up on Pitchfork, and Pitchfork like, were like, "What's your greatest inspiration in life?" And he was like, "My wife." I oh! love. Okay, a couple Wait, of things. Does he mean the Borat quote? <laughs> <laughs> couple of things. Uh, love that you Googled him. Yes, yes, of course. That's the max I know and and, and love. Uh, two. What was his rating on Pitchfork? Yeah, was he best new music? <laughs> what was, was like, what did he get? Uh, Under eight or above eight? I think it was around eight. Let me look it Ooh. up um, right now while we're going. Um, Xavier, have you had a bad date story? Uh, no, they're all really good. <laughs> <laughs> Do <laughs> you okay there? Do you get that? Do you get that? Do you get that rating? Um, five point seven, five point oh. Um, oh, please, that's not that's not. Yeah. Can you also just for me, just quickly double check because I think I saw this pop up earlier. But on Pitchfork, the new Max Quinn record, that's ten, right? Yeah, it's ten out of ten. We it's got exciting, yeah. we got ten out of ten. Yes, yeah, that's true. Sweet. Yeah, very happy about that one. And just for my own. <laughs> Just oh. for my own personal curiosity, what did the camp coat record? Get? That also got ten. Uh, it got it one, once. It got an eight. Oh, that's pretty good. Our first one got an eight, and our newest one, I think, got a seven point. What the fuck? I know. Come on. I know. We we're getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> mm. uh, I once went on a date with someone uh, who didn't leave my house. Oh, no. uh, they weren't really oh. particularly invited to my house. Oh. They like dropped me off, then came up, and then decided to get really drunk so that they couldn't drive home. Oh my oh, god! No. And then that night, that our first date, first ever time hanging out, did that, got too drunk so they couldn't drive home. This was before the time of Uber. Yeah, as well. yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, um. Then a couple of hours after them drinking, uh, what's that awful green drink? Midori. Midori. Um, Is it that, it's either girlfriend. that one or they're really fucked up. What's the really fucked up? No, one? It's, it was Midori. Mm. Asked me to be their girlfriend. I said no. Oh, no. And we went to sleep. <laughs> was it like I can't leave your house, so we may as well be in a relationship? <laughs> like, yeah, it was. I, I can only imagine it's probably how uh, Apollo was feeling. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I think that I was invited to a show once just so they could use my tote bag to carry around their record that they wanted to buy at the tote. (gasps) At the show. Sorry. Yeah. I like... Wait, everyone has tote bags. No, no. They, like, you know, he was a guy that didn't carry a bag. And you didn't know anyone else who all like well. I you mean, we were like hanging out a bit, but I just got the vibe that he didn't particularly want me at the show. But I was convenient because I could have a bag that uh would hold. I could record. hold the record while he watched the band play. Oh no! Wow. Um. What was the record? It was oh, uh, what was that? Triangles. Alt J. Alt J. No. Nah, uh, love of diagrams, maybe. Oh wow! Okay, yes, that's right. Uh, like, to be fair, the love of di- the diagrams vinyl should have been a red flag for both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing for Alt J. Honestly, <laughs> please protect my Alt J vinyl. It's the only <laughs> one in existence. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh boy, sha na na na. It's my old J impression. Uh, <laughs> it's Look. nice that uh, 
Lisa said sha na 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 to Michael mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you read ahead. Alora and Aiden no, rock up. So Alora and Aiden. Aiden rock up. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly got easy. in trouble. <laughs> now Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I will confiscate your microphone. No, you won't. I will turn this podcast around. <laughs> That's it. There'll Back no to paradise. Top t- <laughs> There'll be no top 10 iTunes charts for anyone. <laughs> Elora and Eden rock up to some cool looking sand dunes that they're going to bodyboard down. You guys like dune rats, right? Sure. Um, Elora says Eden is already, quote, pushing the limits too much, putting his arm around me, already being touchy-feely and territorial with me. I think there's a bit of a fine line here. Last week we talked about love languages. We talked about Eden's need for physical touch, but it's absolutely got to be consensual. It's the most important thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem like those two are aligned in that way. It's not the right time for it, that sort of thing. And also we never see them go down the sand dunes. It's a big waste of time. Mm. It's difficult. Um, Like it's hard because you are in a date setting on a hookup show. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we've talked about Eden and like being someone who expresses himself through through physical touch. Mm. It's like it's just like you just got to make sure that the vibe is right and hear it's, it clearly. It's their not. responsibility to work quickly to figure out what is and is not appropriate. Absolutely that. Yes. Yeah. I agree, but also what springs to mind and what I think is important and that the show is exploring that this is that it's the on a dating show. Still not asking for it, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that kind of comes to mind as well, and I think they're really exploring that that se- this season. Yeah, that's true. So that's cool. Yeah, back to the island. Simone tells Michael she's not that interested in Jared after all. She's looking for quote a pretty boy that's pretty who's got good personality and doesn't look in the mirror more times than I do. Is that too hard? In in the moment, she says she wants a new guy to come to paradise, and with incredible. Magician-like timing, <laughs> in comes Apollo. Finally. At long at long last, uh, Apollo, what can we tell you? He's 25. He's from Sophie's season. He's a hot magician slash Hulk. Uh, yeah, he arrives. He greets the group, and everybody kind of just stares at him for a while, myself included. He's beautiful. He is. Isn't he, though? Particularly so. Yes. Uh, but... We don't get to take him in for too long because we cut back to this bad date. Alora and Eden are together on a picnic rug, and I think Alora is sending some pretty clear signals that she's not feeling it with Eden. Um, she's avoiding eye contact. She tells him she's tired, etc., etc. Um, and yeah, it continues being bad for a while before it suddenly gets worse. Eden says, quote, At this point, I've kind of realized that I'm probably not going to get a kiss out of this whole situation. And I'm thinking, how can I end this so it's memorable? And then his eyes go very wide, and he does a little here comes the airplane with a canapé before he decides that it's going to be a full-on food fight. And they start smearing, like, random bits of, like, crudités and stuff on each other. And uh, Elora is very clearly opposed to it. She says the food fight made it awkward, awkward enough to turn me off. I felt for Eden in this moment because I thought it was pretty funny. Like, they were obviously having an awkward time. He tried to break that up. He tried to, like, I think, steer away from the show's sort of drama and, like, romance because obviously it wasn't working. 
But she does take herself very seriously, and there is nothing wrong with that, but I mm. just think maybe bad timing and wrong person. Yeah, it's like yeah. if he had to pull this stunt with somebody else, it might have gone really well. Yeah. Like they might have had a really good friend sort of bonding moment, if if not a romantic thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Alora just, it wasn't the mood for it. She was already trying pretty hard to convince him to chill, you know? Mm. It, I felt fate. Yeah, it was. It's hard because, like, clearly he's aware that this date has not gone the way that he wanted to, and he still wanted to save or at least try to save face a little bit, and mm. he was unsuccessful in doing so. Yeah. yeah. Can we work out? I know we're over Skype, but is there a way we could do a food fight? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> How is that? Oh, emojis. Done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just send you a little. I don't know, kiwi fruit. Kiwi. <laughs> Because he's like Eden. Eden. No, I, that's, I was just what a what a thing to pop into your mind. <laughs> well, I, the, literally the first thing that came into my mind was eggplant, and I was like, "Well, that's not <laughs> <laughs> sending the wrong signals." Of course, it was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, back at the island, uh, top story is still Apollo. Kira says in in the moment, "quote He's got a really amazing personality, and the body's pretty rigged." <laughs> Strong. Like, like the 2000 U.S. election, <laughs> am I right, folks? Like <laughs> Apollo, Apollo is the full package. Yeah, right. Yeah, like he's hot I and nice. That's what every, Yeah, everyone. He's a crowd favorite. Yeah. he's funny. He's cute. He's smart, and he is a bachelor podcast. <laughs> oh no, not quite. Not quite the full package. <laughs> he's right? pretty good. No, he's close. Um. <laughs> Well, Kira is... Is this food? No. <laughs> no. It's a relevant text from George Mack who says, what's the alcohol budget for Paradise? Is she planning a trip? <laughs> anyway. I actually know uh, this. I know this. the answer to this. Um, do you actually? Yeah, the, it's got to do with the hot dog situation. So thank you for texting in from home, Georgia. Um, the oh, ans- you know what? I actually... I know this too, but go on. The answer to your question is that in 2006 or seven, there was the... Um, turkey slap incident between the Logans and uh, another woman on Big Brother. I've forgotten her name. Uh, in Big Brother Australia, it happened late at night. It was very like alcohol fueled, quite debaucherous. A huge scandal on TV. Uh, you may recall at the time. It one of the much biggest like, like news, you know, headlines of reality TV history. I'd say. Yeah, I didn't realize that they drank on Big Brother. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. super drunk. Um, and that's sort of like really? part of what was behind it and the produ- producers would introduce alcohol to liven things up essentially you never got to meet the cool bartender no you didn't get which yeah. is probably why you didn't realize but yeah yeah i never realized mm. and so as a result of that happening that whole disgusting situation um what happened was that the alcohol that you are able to consume is limited now on Australian reality TV shows. So I think it's like two drinks an hour or something like that that you're allowed to have. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that figure too. Yeah, that's like a pretty tight restriction. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And then there was this other thing that was referred to as like, they would see how much, the the contestants would see how much orange juice they could drink before a rose ceremony. But the orange juice was actually like a mimosa or something like that where they would go and get the vodka or get the wine and pour it into their other drinks. They're sort of like preloading or hiding how much they're drinking in order to like keep it away or hidden from the producers, even though the producers probably are pretty okay with it, but legally they're not. Mm. 
Now, do you think that this is more dangerous because they'll, they're going to be making sure they get those two drinks every hour That's rather than drinking over a, a small amount of time? So like, I heard, sorry, a long amount of time. Yeah, I heard this two drinks an hour thing coming up in the Bachelor franchise as a result of some of the stuff that was happening on Bachelor in Paradise US mm. over the last couple of seasons, yeah, right. which has been really, really, really horrendous. Um, but yeah, so they introduced this like two drinks an hour thing, but they were reporting that it was causing problems with people like making sure they had two drinks in their hand at the start of that hour, like queuing up for it, making right, sure, like yeah. having more focus on how much you're drinking per hour yeah, rather mm. than just like engaging in social situations and getting drinks when they run out or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it is a little concerning. But, you know, it's all part of the rich fabric of <laughs> reality TV, right? <laughs> they should get drunk on, like, MasterChef or something. <laughs> that would be great. The MasterChef That's promo dangerous. that is airing during all of the uh, the Bachelor uh, on 10 Play at the moment is, like... Oh, in every break. only got three ingredients. And the yeah. ingredients are, like, be a wine and... I don't know. Octopus. Octopus. Exactly that. Every time I get drunk and cook... I always try and cook pizza, forget about it, pass out, and almost burn the house down because I was leaving <laughs> the oven all night. So let's not give the MasterChef people Okay, booze. fair enough. I'm trying to think of other Channel 10 shows. Survivor. Mm, they give you alcohol in Survivor. Do they really? Yeah, at the merge. And sometimes there's oh. a challenge reward. But all the Survivors say that you shouldn't drink it. After, like, after they come back through... They're like you shouldn't drink it because it goes right through you and makes you really sick because you haven't. Had I've it heard. Yeah. For years. I've yeah. Sorry, I've heard that about Survivor as well. When they get given like special meals, like yeah. they'll get like KFC as like a surprise. And it's like, always like you get a Junior McWhopper, <laughs> and you shouldn't eat it because it does make them really sick because they've been deprived of that food for yeah. so long. Mm. Their bodies can't process it. Mm. They can't survive it. I don't know. Um, speaking of Survivor, Beyonce, right? Yeah? Yeah. Did you watch it? <laughs> Kelly's trying to read my notes because I'm not on track. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were talking about Kira, um, who loves Apollo's body, and she's actually the first one to score any one-on-one -on -one time with him. Um, she asks him flirtily, did you want me to be the first? To which he kind of just politely chuckles. Like, you'll never see him get on anyone's bad side. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> he's, a he's a friendly, he's a big friendly giant. <laughs> Um, in, in the moment, Kira says, I think Apollo is cute. I would probably kiss him for Australia. I think they would really appreciate that. But I think that's as far as it would go because he's too young for me. I like that. Yeah, I think great. it's funny. Like, she knows she's a reality TV personality and he is too. She probably knows all the, like, I don't, I don't want to say fan fiction necessarily because, like, I haven't personally written any and don't go looking. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, like, yeah, they know that they're being positioned in this way anyway. They might as well play with it. Mm. Kira's very aware of herself, and I feel like maybe she... Much more than her season of The Bachelor coming back now, and I love it. Yeah. She's yeah. become an amazing asset to Paradise because of how aware she knows that things are going to appear on screen and, like, the narrative of things and things like that. And yeah. she's also... Yeah, I reckon she's done some studying. You Ooh, know? Absolutely. Maybe she's been listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and it also manifests in the way that now this time she's come back with a catchphrase. She's got a couple. She's got a catchphrase? A girl's got to do I've... what a girl's got to do. Yeah, I've oh. identified two. There's a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. There's also mark my words, which she's been saying before a lot of things. Oh, I haven't thought about that. I feel like that maybe is one of those tropes, but to camera, she has said a lot. A girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. 
Yeah. She even has like a way of saying it. She's like, girls got do, I girls got do. <laughs> like, it's yeah. almost like a honey boo boo sort of thing. Oh, she does that calm down thing as well. Oh, oh that's yeah. good too. Mm. Yeah. Mm. She knows how to be a reality TV person. I would not be surprised, mark my words, uh, if there <laughs> is a line of merchandise with a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do mm. now, like trademarked and uh, sent out by Kira. Distributed is the word that I was looking for. Um, meanwhile, Jared, in some more choppy Frankenbyer-in-the-moment dialogue, says, I woke up after the rose ceremony and completely regretted my decision to give my rose to Simone. Uh, so, yeah, he's still pretty keen on Kira after all that back and forth. He tells her she is, quote, one and a kind. <laughs> Does he really? <laughs> yeah, say- he's like, you're one and a kind. I love that. <laughs> Jared's fun. Not only are you one... You're a kind. You're a as kind well. as well. Yeah, it's both. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, Apollo chats to Simone next. Uh, they bond over coming in late uh, and their shared fear of being murdered in the night for breaking up an established paradise couple. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, Apollo tells Simone, "The only episode I saw of your season was when you put a sticker on Maddie J's penis," <laughs> uh, which I fondly remember as well. Um, Apollo loves cracking jokes, and Simone loves laughing, so I think they're a pretty good match. I loved this when it started. It wasn't something that I picked, but once they uh, got talking and I could see them together, it made complete sense. Like, Mm. they're both very youthful. Uh, They don't take themselves very seriously. Like, we were talking before about how Simone's really chipper all the time, Mm. and so is Apollo. So, when this happened, I was really excited. I was like, oh, I get it. It makes sense. Um, and she also obviously travels and, and things like that as well. Like, she's been, she's... Well, she's from she's not fr- here. Yeah. Yeah. Max, what did you reckon? Oh, look, it was really cute. Um, I don't necessarily know if I like Simone as a reality TV character. Drew's still out for me, but I'd really like Apollo, and they seem to be pretty good together, so I was happy yeah. with this development. I don't think... Apollo is a is a good reality TV character as Whoa! well. I think that's why we like him. Yeah, that's true. Because he's genuine. Oh, that's you know true. what I mean? And there is like I was planning a big rant about um, you know, all the stuff that's going on in the media about people slamming reality TV, people who mm. go on it and people who watch it. And all I'm gonna say is that it's fine and yeah. okay. And there is nothing wrong with it. But it does suit a particular type of person. Mm. I don't think Apollo is that, and I don't think Simone is that, which is why I really liked them together. Mm. Mm. The tropes of Apollo definitely are suited to reality TV. Like, he's a hot magician, and this is what I was, like, so wary of on his uh, first Bachelorette season, where I was like, oh, he's a hot... Villain. Yeah, like, not even villain, but, like, he's a dope because he's a hot magician on a reality TV show. But actually, as you, like, continue to watch him, he's just a nice guy. He's also a legend. He yeah. And he's got a really nice story as well, like a transformation story. Yeah. Close with um, his family, the whole thing. Of, yeah. He's yeah, lost he, a lot of he weight. He used to be a regular man and now he's the yeah. Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> transformation story. Um, and Simone, she used to be ginger and now she's not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, he, he off, uh, Apollo offers Simone the date card and then they have what I think is probably the funniest exchange of the whole series so far. Apollo pretends that the date will involve the two of them riding on the backs of sea turtles, which Simone believes. She's like, oh, really? And then he's like, 
he starts laughing at her and then she goes, are they not real? <laughs> Stop doing the accent. I'm really sorry. It is Shrek. I know. Um, but then, yeah, but then it keeps going beyond her not knowing that they exist because she thinks she's mixed them up with seahorses, but also she can't remember what seahorses are called. And it doesn't feel mean spirited. I don't feel no. like we're laughing at Simone here. Like, I think she probably knows what she's doing. She's like, it is funny that I'm not sure about this thing or whatever. And it's part of her character. I just think it's so great. The back and forth between the two of them. Yeah, mm. I think Apollo wasn't judgmental at all. He no. found it like genuinely amusing and like you said, not in a mean spirited way, just to like this is pretty cute. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Alora and Eden finally get back from their date. Weirdly enough, they're still covered in food. <laughs> Both of them have got like spaghetti strands sticking out of their hair and they're all covered in peas and what are other? F- what are some other foods? Two minute noodles Must- on the island. Yeah, true. We did a yeah. clean out of the Triple J uh, fridge yesterday, and let me tell you what I found in there because it is the funniest food item that oh, I've heard can- in a long time. Wait, can I guess? Tell me, what- is it is it like um, chicken drumsticks? Oh, mm-hmm. Tr- chicken drumsticks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us a hint? Lemon is your hint. Is it a lemon? It is not a lemon. <laughs> oh, was I close? Um, your other clue is uh, Little Miss Muffet. Lemon curd? Curds? It was It was called Unforgettable Curd. <laughs> okay, Spill, whose was it? We yeah. don't know. No one is owning up to owning the uh, Unforgettable Curd. So now so who it just do you think- is in the fridge. Who are you, I mean, you work there, so you've looked around the office. You've probably seen everyone's facial expressions. Anyone look like they're hiding anything? You know, anyone look like this is the kind of secret they might have under their belt? Or well, it's interesting that Camp Cope were in uh, at my work the other day, mm, prior to me yes. being aware of the unforgettable curd, and then they left. And then a few days later, this curd turned up in the fridge, and I was Ooh, like, "You think we put it in the fridge? Have you had U two in the studio recently? Because <laughs> I think there's a U two album called The Unforgettable Curd. <laughs> <laughs> That's all." Um, <laughs> they're not really covered in spaghetti. Oh, <laughs> I was wondering um, because I didn't remember yeah. that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Alora's interest in Apollo is pretty much infamous across the cast. I think everyone is aware of it, uh, and so she felt like Simone knew this and wouldn't overstep that boundary. Simone has to tell Alora that she got the uh, she got the day cut, and uh, Alora's not super happy about it. <laughs> That's essentially Allura, what happens But the way that it happens yeah. is, ki- is kind of uh, cooked Because uh, Simone assumes that Alora already knows That she's got a date card And that she's going on a date with Apollo And Alora right. doesn't know that And I feel like that information has deliberately been hidden From yeah. Alora And so that when she goes to get the news It plays out perfectly for the producers But pretty poorly for Alora I didn't get that. What I got is because Alora went up to Simone and said, I know what happened. Do you want to talk about it or whatever? And what she was referring to was that her and Apollo had a really long chat. And then she found out about the date card after the fact. And Simone thought that's what she was talking about. I don't know. This whole thing gave me the biggest headache. Yeah. did not like it. And when I was watching it, I was just thinking, how are we going to talk about this on the podcast? Because yeah, it's, it's very just messy. trash. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's really all over the place. Um, we cut to Alora at the bar. She's ordering a champagne and a red wine from Weiss. Uh, and she says under her breath, I'll wait here because I need to use it as a cue to take him for a talk. 
Which I think is interesting. I wonder if that conversation happens like every single time one of them leaves the bar and then we just no- normally don't see it. Well, because she was getting, she asked for a red wine for Apollo, but she was going to say, she was saying that she was going to wait to give it to him. So does that mean that you can order a drink for someone and then Weiss has to then find them and give it to them? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, like bartenders will do that from time to time, right? right? Isn't that a move? Yeah. People pull in but bars? Yeah. What else have they got to do if not go to the bar and get a drink? Like, that's what I was thinking. It's like, what <laughs> makes them so busy that they can't <laughs> just go over and get a drink? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess they're doing another interview with someone else or something. <laughs> yeah. It's a good point. Uh, anyway, she brings the drinks over to Apollo and steals him away. Um, I love that he's drinking red wine, by the way. Yeah. So good. Why not? It's a magic... Elixir. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ali, uh, American Jared, and Michael who are sitting next to a hopefully just sleeping Grant, although it did just look like maybe it was his dead body. <laughs> um, they, they try and drum up a reaction from Simone, in my opinion. Like, they're all asking her how she feels about the situation and that kind of thing. Um, Ali, in In The Moment, says she can't believe Simone doesn't have her friends back. Uh, and, yeah, this is so messy. Simone says, I've got loyalty to friends. Obviously, no one else has. So, and then bleep. And I can't tell even what she was trying to say. It's just so messy because, like, we get into the territory of you can't lay claim over someone. Yes, correct. Ever. Yeah. You can't lay claim especially over someone you've never met before. In this environment, it's insanity It's insanity. And also, yeah, guess what? Everyone wants to smooch Apollo. Have you seen the guy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Carry on, Xavier. <laughs> um, at this point, Michael jumps in to in the moment. I don't know why we have his fucking impression because of he's this. he's got nothing else to do. Yeah. Exactly. He's, yeah. he's just he's, cracking wise. He's like, I've got some commentary on Simone. He says, quote, she's got the temperament of an eight-year-old. And then says, quote, I feel like she's ten levels of crazy. Who's this about? Allura or Simone? Simone. Michael's talking about Simone. Just not helpful, dude. <laughs> Stay out of the picture. Like, they're both being as bad as each other. I can't even, like, tell you which one's at mm. fault. Yeah. You can understand the beginnings of both of their perspective on this. Like, yeah. Alora is bummed out because she was on that bad date, so she didn't get to meet him. And that's the only reason. The only thing I don't like about this whole thing uh, is... I mean, there's lots I don't like about this whole thing, mm-hmm. but the main thing is that Alora is... And I think Simone does try and say this to Alora, but isn't very eloquent about it, is that Alora is saying that if she had been there when Apollo arrived, that her and Apollo would be going on the date. So she's making Simone feel as though she just got the date because Alora wasn't there. Yes. Yeah. Which and I don't bad. think that's fair, yeah. and I don't think that's very kind to your friend. And it also doesn't seem true, considering they do seem to have like a bit of a spark. They were having that funny conversation before. Yeah. There is something there. There like, is something there, and I think it is really unkind to just be like, the only reason he asked you is because I wasn't there. Mm. That's my take on it. I agree. Well, Alora and Simone have a chat. Where Elora says, quote, you're, enjoy- you're enjoying your time and it's perfect, but don't mention my name. I don't want my name to come up at all. That's going to kill my chance if there is ever a chance. Like, say you guys don't connect, that'll kill my chance. So she's just like, Ooh. don't fucking talk about me. Get my name out of your mouth. Keep my name out your mouth. Yeah, it's really, um, yeah. It's, a, it's, a ba- it's a bad one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll cut away from that for a while because it's bumming me out. Thank Not you. like my friend Jared. <laughs> uh, Which one? Uh, Jared. <laughs> uh, can we? He invites. Can we, uh, sorry to butt in. 
um, I would like to make a motion that we refer to American Jarrett as Amjar from now on. <laughs> sure, let's call him Amjar. Um, Jared invites Kira for a stroll on the beach where he surprises her with a picnic rug with cheese and champagne. So not a date, but also not like distinguishable from a date in any other way. It's a date. <laughs> like, was it Jared who made the date? He made a, his own makeshift date before as well? Yep. Yep. Okay, so he's gone rogue. Well, he's just figured it out. Like, no one's stopping him. He's like, fuck, I'm not waiting for a date card. Like, let's do it. All you do on a date is walk, like, a little bit down the beach anyway. Sit down at a picnic rug. Yeah. Champagne. Okay, yeah, yeah. go, go for I can for sort it, that out. Hey, Weiss, give me one bottle of champagne. Let's, <laughs> one brick of cheese or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, anyway, uh, this is really badly put together. There's about three quarters of the dialogue, which is just both parties recapping the date to camera afterwards. Um, but Kira bluntly tells him, you just need to make better decisions, I think, moving forward. But then in the moment, she says, I feel like he deserves another chance, saying, I really love who you are as a person and I want to continue hanging out with you. And then they share a kiss. Jared says, and this is bad, Kira's lips are extremely soft and to be able to kiss them after the last few days, it's just so rewarding. Ooh. Don't you think he's weird? Yeah, I think Jared's weird. Yeah. yeah. I think that his intentions are true. They're not the worst, especially this time. He just wants to find love. Yeah. But I think that he's been trying his whole life and there's a reason that he hasn't found it. Absolutely <laughs> maybe that. Don't, maybe don't focus on romantic love. Maybe... Yeah. Look for your family. They seem great. Yeah. Get a dog. Does he have like meaningful friendship connections and stuff? I, no, it, I feel obviously like he, no. Well I well, I don't know, not to judge him or anything, but like if he works on a vineyard and like he lives there and stuff, like he may not have that much social opportunity. I think that's the thing, because we've talked about him not having really a good like connection with the other boys as well. Like he was picked on a lot in his season. Mm. I'm gonna jump forward a little bit, but we see him really reaching out to male friendship, I think, in the next yes. episode. Yeah, stands to reason. Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't know what he's doing. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't try. Exactly. Maybe don't try on television. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's not like a friend show. Surely there is. <laughs> oh, you know what? There is Big one. Brother. <laughs> Survivor's about friends. Yeah. No, it's, it's about well, surviving. It's about it's actually alliances. the opposite of friends. <laughs> it's about romance. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with friendship. It's about me- um, meeting people and then meticulously working out how to get rid of them um, from your like face and space without their knowledge one. and then getting them to give you a million, million dollars. Mm. <laughs> is this what this is about? Why don't you just marry Survivor? <laughs> Uh, let's talk about this date between Simone and Apollo. Simone immediately tells Apollo to take his shirt off, which the viewers at home send her a thank you. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's this, like, license-free, like, garage band quality fucking, like, diners, drive-ins, and dives us, like, j- uh, blues music that plays while she's, like, rubbing lotion into his torso or sunscreen or whatever it is. It's like... I had this moment where I was thinking about, you know, obviously... Apollo's transformation story and how Australia just thinks that he has the best rig they've ever seen and how nice that must feel. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not to say that, you know, that's all that matters, but, like, when you've worked so hard and, like, he obviously made this decision in his life to, like, make a big drastic change. Mm. I was thinking about that and it was interesting. I wonder if they they meant that to, like, really turn us on. (laughs) But I was more Mm. thinking about how happy that probably would make him feel in those Mm. moments to know that, you know, people look at him like that. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Well, Simone in In The Moment, she's not thinking too much about the transformation. <laughs> she's like, he's so hot. <laughs> she says, he's just so hard. And then she starts laughing at herself. <laughs> um, and yeah, we, we sort of pan out and we reveal that we are on a boat date. Finally. <laughs> Yay. Splash. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really good. Uh, specifically, it's a kayak date. Um, and I think... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like literally every single kayak date in maybe the entire history of the Batchy franchise has ended in the kayak capsizing. Have you ever been in a kayak? Have I? Of course. I did kayaking <laughs> as a school sport. Did it always? Okay. I don't know if you do it as a sport, but like when I ever did kayaking at camp, guess what? Mm. Always resulted in a capsize. Yeah. Mm. I guess if you're doing it for fun, like one of the funnest parts is the ending, <laughs> you know? But like they're, they're hard to get a handle of. Well, all right. Not you everyone. Kind of go to school in Balmain and <laughs> jot down to the river and go kayaking. That school was in Glebe. It was on Blackwater Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse. Not crystal clear waters. We were, uh, the reason I didn't fall in is because I was scared of the fucking Oh, armor. it must have been so hard living in Glebe. Oh, you're right. Wow, oh, you're right. scary. Yeah. <laughs> um... Well, Apollo appreciates that Simone is throwing herself into the date anyway, which is also what she does with the... Yeah, well, yeah. And that's why I think they are a good match. I don't know about afterwards with everything that goes down, but Simone does do that. She is there to have fun. Mm. She gets a lot of joy out of experiences like that, and she doesn't take herself too seriously, and I think that's exactly what Apollo wants Mm -hmm. in a woman. Well, back on dry land, they arrive at a little hut overlooking the water and drink some beers. They've been given these little questions to ask each other, um, and they're very important good questions, such <laughs> as, what are you like when you are in love? And Simone likes doing, quote, little cute things, and that's as much of an answer we get. And then, uh, how long does it take you to fall in love? And Apollo's answer, not very. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Max. What do you like when you're in love? Um, not very. Baby, <laughs> <laughs> what do you like when you're in love? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm a fucking mess when I'm in love. Oh, really? Yeah. Aren't you? What does that mean? Aren't we all? Oh, definitely. What type of mess? I'm an absolute I mess. I mean, like I'm a mess I've generally. I'm very unhinged. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I might be my best self. I mean, that's what you're supposed to be. Mm, I'm really my worst nice. self when <laughs> yeah. I'm in love. <laughs> Um, how long does it take? I don't know the answer to that. That's a weird bachelor question, isn't it? How long does it take? How long does it take you to fall in love? You get a crush on someone very quickly, but like, when's that? Oh yeah, I love crushes. Mm. Mm, Crushes is fun. Uh, I'm going to take an anti-crush stance. Oh! I think they're very painful. (laughs) They're a bit crushing. (laughs) Yeah! Um, alright, we don't have to talk about this too much. We do! Oh, we do. Okay. No, we don't. All right, we do. We do. <laughs> the higher and more playful a voice you say it in, Kelly, the more inclined he is to believe what you have to say. <laughs> That's true. 
<laughs> You're missing him uh, in the like spinny chair, spin around when I say uh, we don't to go look back on his notes. And then when I say we do, he spins around again with a smile on his face. <laughs> so on this date, it's not too long before Simone mentions the other people who were hoping to date Apollo for example, Alora. So the whole thing about keeping her name out of her mouth didn't really last. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm going to side with Simone on this. Yep. Agreed. Because she was just being open and honest with him. And I think that if you're going to start, like, you know, entertaining the idea of dating someone, that's what you got to do. And also, like, it wasn't, she wasn't mentioning her in a bad way. She yeah. was just saying, I felt really grateful you picked me. There are lots of people who are into you. Yeah. There's totally. nothing wrong with that. No, no I think it's totally all. innocuous. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was kind of assuming that would, you know, break her later, you know? When Alora eventually does ask, like, did you say anything about me? I thought she would be like, well, and then there would be a whole thing, mm. you know? Wasn't quite like that. Anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, oh, this is very cute. Meanwhile, back at the island. Oh, I thought you were looking at my last selfie on. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Sam wants to make sure that Tara knows how special she is to him. And he's actually built this little, like, survivory little shack thing. Why don't you just marry (laughs) 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 Maybe I will. Um, (laughs) We see him, like, putting it together earlier in the episode. So I do believe that he, like, put some work into it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's full of pillows and rugs and candles. Bad idea. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I I think it's really cute. Like, I do have some, like, lingering reservations about Sam generally, but, like, this is such a good display of goodwill. Kelly, you're making a face. I was just going to ask, did you also have that penny drop moment that you realized that they're going to be the ones that propose? Did you see that? Did you say that panty drop moment? No, I said <laughs> I would never yes ever say the words. <laughs> I know, it's yuck. Word panty. Oh, you said it. Ever. Hmm? Okay. I'm putting Only it on the soundboard. Only to say I'm never going to say it. <laughs> uh, I had that penny drop moment. Oh, they're going to be the couple to get engaged. Might be, yeah. I so think it will still be Grant, thing? but I... No! I, I think it'll be Grant. He needs a green card. Does he? For Australia? Well, or she'll need a green card to continue over there, and yeah. that is what I am predicting will be the impetus of the next season of The Bachelor if we are to Bachelorette, if we're to continue with our narrative that Ali will be The Bachelorette. Interesting. I have thought less about Ali being the Bachelorette the last few episodes just because she's barely been in them. That's true. She's and been I'm like, coupled if up. If they were prime, yeah, and like it's not impossible, but Maybe I feel like if they were priming the- her, they would they would put her in a little bit more. But they want her to be like, you know, they want the Bachelorette to be, apart from Sophie, to be like somewhat like sensible and looking for a long term commitment. If she was making out with like everyone on the island, yeah. that wouldn't fit the narrative either. True. You want her on for a long time, but you don't want her to look like. I don't know. Mm. And it's also important for her to look like she's making sensible decisions with men. Um, yeah. 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 yeah it, it I out. think it's going to be Sam and Tara. Mm. All right, Sam and Tara are going to be the next Bachelorette. Interesting no, I think pick. They're be the you heard it here first, folks. They're going to be the couple that get engaged. Okay. I even went like sleuthing on mm. uh, Tara's Instagram to try and find any slip of an engagement ring. She wouldn't let that. No. I this couldn't. is Tara we're talking about. I don't know. I even like went on stories. Like I was like, oh, whoa, like all her saved story. I was yeah, right. Because I was convinced in that moment. Yeah, 
I don't know. There was just something about it. Mm. They're very in love. It is very cute. Um, uh, 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 Sam tells Tara, you tick boxes that I didn't know I had. Love that. Very nice. Tara tells Sam, the thought of leaving here and not waking up with you on my island every day is upsetting. And in in the moment, she says, I didn't think I'd fall in love with someone in here, but I've definitely fallen in love with Sam. It just feels so right. It's wild. Pretty wild. Um, She says, I feel like Sam and I have the potential to last because we have so much in common. When we're 70, we're not going to look like this. I'm going to be the fattest Croatian little housewife, and he'll probably be this little fat guy with a ponytail. But it's just so special. He's just going to be such a good fit to my life. I mean, they are talking about being 70 years old together, so we could see a little uh, um, circle going on the little uh, digit. Yeah, this is is winning me over, i got to say. And Sam is someone who I do not have the taste for, but... (laughs) In this circumstance, I can see them working together, at least. I think Tara deserves the world. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Uh, Simone and Apollo return from their date, and as usual, everyone wants to know all the GC, GC details. GC. The GC details. Simone says in, in the moment she feels uncomfortable with this level of interrogation. Uh, and it's at this point that Elora asks whether her name came up, and Simone kind of avoids answering her, saying, like, why do you keep bringing this up? Um, and... Uh, That's how I felt watching this. Yeah, episode. me too, yeah. <laughs> Elora begins discussing her plans to get to know Apollo better whilst sitting on a couch with Megan, Kira, Leah, and Simone. And Simone really does not seem interested in having this conversation with Elora. Uh, in In the Moment, Simone says, quote, I actually think Elora is so infatuated with him, it's not normal. Is it normal? Now yeah, it's... I don't know. It doesn't seem normal to me, but I, it seemed very similar to how she was with Maddie J as well. That's true. Yeah. Maybe that's her she love that, language. She had that ownership over Maddie as well, from what I remember in mm. his season, and she got very, like territorial mm. considering she was on a show where all these other women would be dating Maddie as well. She didn't like it very well. Mm. Didn't much, mm. you know, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I feel like there was lots of kind of taking him away and then not liking other women taking him away. It was also, she was, uh, she was an intruder. She came into the show late. Mm. And so she was very much positioned, uh, in opposition to the other people around her and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I think she was forced to take on that sort of, individual but also like yeah how much of that is how she's being portrayed and positioned and how much of it is just integral to her sort because of she's acting oppositional again in this situation that's yeah. true and both can be true you know um she can sure. be uh playing a character and also be playing up to an exaggerated version of what her own personality is mm. yeah well simone and Alora try and settle things alone and jared gets very excited saying, quote, there could be a massive cat fight here. I'm looking forward to seeing more drama that's not involving me. I wish Jared would stop getting excited or finding it amusing when women show emotion. Yes. Yeah. Because this keeps happening. Yeah. Everything, like, yeah, uh, the chance of the, like, uh, same sex, uh, like... All of it. Just everything. Yeah, he's like a... He's so amused he's by like the emotion boy. of women. Yeah, yeah. It's or, uh, he's like he went to a boys' school. Maybe he did. Maybe I wonder. He did. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. There's, it, like, but it's like he's still there. 
there is a lack of emotional maturity that is evident with Jared. And as much as you can see him try to be sweet and kind to these women, he's doing it in a way that is not old-fashioned. It is just inexcusable. Mm. Um, well, anyway, Simone and Alora they, they butt heads. There's no resolution at this point. Then out of nowhere, um, Michael and Jake invite Alora over to a picnic table to inquire about some pre-existing beef that they've heard that she has with Simone. So apparently it's not just what's happened here on the island. There's something going on and beforehand. Of Jake knows about it. Mm. This is the weird thing is like the people who get chose to in- chosen to introduce these sort of like act three twist sort of game changery drama bombs. Because uh, I don't know how much of them is like they're, they're literally like there's a rumor going around, which to me means a producer just told me like, yeah, I don't know how they think the rumors rumor mill works. On the island. I don't know. I'm very skeptical about this. Maybe it's wise. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is interesting because uh, of where it comes from. And I have a little bit of intel about, like, what has happened. But we need to to get to it first. Yeah. Okay. So, Michael says, apparently she liked a guy. She went to a club or whatever. You turned up. All of a sudden, you started hitting on the guy, saying, quote, may the best girl win or something like that. And Elora says, whoever's spreading the rumor has got it backwards. Uh, she reckons it's Simone trying to make her look bad. So, yeah, they, they she grabs her again for another confrontation. But, Max, what intel have you got? Well, the guy is Courtney Dober, um, as you may recall from right. Georgia Love season of the, the, the Bachelorette. Did you know this? Or, as you probably remember... From Bachelor Winter Games, oh boy, just earlier this year, yeah, yeah, where where he, uh, I should say, for listeners of our podcast, he ended up in a relationship with Lily from New Zealand Bachelor, who we love, yeah, Lily McManus, and they're she's great. still they're still together. That's excellent. That's really cool. All these months later, <laughs> love, love, we do, mm, we love love Go here. On. So uh, this happened in August last year. They're at the Maxim uh, sixth birthday summer is coming party, and so in attendance are. Simone, Alora, and Leah, who are all on this season, as well as Courtney Dober from Georgia Love Season, and James Curley, who used to host the Nickelodeon afternoon show. I forget what it was called. Savo, maybe? <gasps> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I was invited, but I couldn't come. But anyway, go okay. on. Okay. Um, so they're all at this party. Essentially, like there are lots of photos of Courtney... Um, in a conversation with Simone, like he's muzzing her hair and uh, like like reaching over people to touch her and be near her. Um, and then there are other shots of him later chatting to Leah, but there's no photo of Courtney and Simone. So it, what uh, essentially is, is happening here is that it is playing out in favor of one of these people's versions of the story and it is Simone's version which is that right. she... Do you mean... Sorry, did you mean that there's no photos of him and Alora? Alora. Because you said Simone. Sorry, okay. I did. Yeah, yep. I did okay. mean that. Yeah, so there's no photos yep. of Courtney and Alora. There are lots of photos of Courtney and Simone being looking very flirty and uh, interacting. This is all happening in Sydney, where we know Alora lives. Uh, it then leads to this next part, which I guess we have to talk about now. <laughs> I'm just processing all that information. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay. Okay. Wow, this is juicy. It's good, Gus. I don't know if I have that much more, really. Well, she, Alora pulls. They talk s- each other. They talk over each other a lot. They argue a bit, and then Alora says, "If I had a problem with you fucking Courtney on my couch, I would have said something." And that's when his name gets dropped. Yes, and that's right? yeah. That's the point at which. Oh, you missed that. 
So yeah, maybe, I miss it. Yeah. Oh, okay. This keeps Kelly happening. told me about this on the way here. I missed one line in my huge I didn't know. I didn't know this backstory. I just heard the name and I was like, obviously it's got to be that Courtney. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make sense. You know, yeah. we, we wouldn't care about anyone else. Mm. Um, so, Dang. yeah, it's definitely that Courtney. Um, yeah, and so Alora says later in this episode to Simone, if there was a problem with you fucking Courtney on my couch, I would have stopped it right away. And it stands to reason that this happened last August at the Maxim party because there is, I guess, photographic evidence of this happening. So it does make sense that this rumour could be going around if Leah was there. If Leah was also there. I guess you're right, yeah. Yeah. Do we assume that maybe Jake and Courtney know each other because they were on the same season? They do, that's correct. I wouldn't be surprised. They went to the final four together. So, I mean, it could be organically spread around the island. Okay. Definitely. I mean, yeah. you, you would think that they would gossip about how they know each other and the experiences they've had meeting each other in the outside world. Mm. Without a doubt. So It is just weird how it comes up because, like, wouldn't it have come up before now? I mean, maybe it did, but we're only seeing it now. Yeah. Mm. Maybe it's come up uh, straight away when Simone came in, but it makes sense contextually to put that Yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. While all this Apollo stuff's happening. Mm. Simone storms off saying, she's bringing up people I've been with in the past on TV. I feel like she's dragging stuff that I've done in my personal life into paradise and naming names like it shouldn't even be brought up. We watch her storm out of an in-the-moment interview saying, quote, I can't do it anymore. Oh my God, I cannot be asked with the drama. I'm walking away from it. I'm done. And then the episode ends. Oh my god! Mm. I felt I don't know. I I was like, go just walk away. I was like, Me bye, too. yeah, yeah. And then she's back. <laughs> she doesn't leave. No. Um, like I didn't want her to leave the island. I think she was right to leave that conversation. Oh, agreed. Um, and I was like, you need to give this situation some space. I think Alora does talk down to Simone sometimes. Maybe not even down to her, but she bosses her around. Yeah. Mm. Um, I get that. Like you're talking about a very like dominant personality, Alora. Like not even dominant. She's just very like headstrong. Simone is a bit wishy washy. Mm. Uh, that makes sense if they've mm. got a friendship. That that would be the dynamic. Mm. The the larger issue at play here is please do not reveal your friend's sexual histories on the TV as a ploy to get another person to get to know you. Yes. yes, it was bad that she said names. It was bad that she, you know, described that at all. Yeah, any and part also like of that shouldn't yeah. shouldn't matter that much. Shouldn't matter. Honestly. Yeah, it was also, really stupid. Did you kind of feel like maybe they should put like Apollo in the middle of like the beach and like Simone stands on one side <laughs> and Laura stands on the other and they just go, here boy, come over here. And then whoever he chooses and that's it. Purely for the look on his face. Cause I can picture it now. It's very enthusiastic. <laughs> what I really don't like about all of this, I feel like I say that line a lot, but I know I don't like a lot of it, but what I really don't like is that I wish that what I wish of Apollo is that he could take some sort of a step to be like, look, I don't feel this. I like. I don't feel this way about you, or I don't really feel that 
strongly about either of you. I wish that it would stop being between Simone and Laura and he mm. could be added into the equation a lot more yeah. for him, but also for them. So here's what I think. And I think it develops in severity over the course of this next episode. Yeah. I think they're very deliberately trying not to get Apollo actually that involved in what's going on here because like he's the sweet golden good boy yeah. and they love having women fighting on this show. Yeah. Um, I think they've cut down, like we don't really know what he's looking for. Um, there, there are uh, maybe a couple of stray adjectives that are like describe the kind of person that he's in here to make a connection with. Mm. Mm. But beyond that, like we're, there's no frame of reference for like what a good relationship with Apollo would look like. And that's not even really part of this like debate between it's the two. It's not important, them. right? Yeah. yeah. He's also really young. Yeah. Like, is he looking for something really intense and serious? Mm. Well, we haven't had a chance to talk about that yet, but it, it does come up a tiny, tiny, tiny bit <laughs> in the recap of Bachelor in Paradise Season 1, Episode 10, unless anyone has to pee. <laughs> no, I don't need to pee. Oh, look at us. All right. So, yeah, Simone didn't actually leave. Uh, cool. Um, <laughs> I was convinced she was gone. And I switched on the TV. I'm like, oh, okay, she's still she's here. She's still around. Yep. Uh, also, Michael is still thinking about Lisa, uh, or at least kind of. He says, quote, I'm not one to coast through vanilla style. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, he says, I want fireworks or I want to go home. Translation. I'm thinking a lot more about how I'm coming off on TV <laughs> than like anyone else on the island or what how my connections are with them or anything like that i literally just want to like make a splash or i might as well go home interesting <laughs> splash is <laughs> it dolphin again that was the dolphin it's really good <laughs> um that's why i had to ask what it was because it was so good <laughs> i was like did a dolphin walk in the room <laughs> uh anyway there's a new arrival it's heralded by music that's too loud uh, time-lapse footage of a storm brewing again, and then literally just a shot of a bat flying through the sky. <laughs> it's really funny. I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> you know what? Actually, he's got a bit of a vampirish kind of look to him. There is something Not vampiric too, about him. You're correct. It's a, a Transylvanian sort of twist <laughs> to him, <laughs> if I may. You may. The Transylvanian <laughs> twist is my patented dance move. How dare you? That's, that's just gonna a be line the cocktail. from the Monster Mash. That's going to be the cocktail I make you at the grand finale. Hell yeah. A Transylvanian twist. That sounds fucking it's gonna good. It's going to have blood in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. That's all I drink. Uh, yeah, so it's this new dude. We're introduced to Thomas, who is 31 years old, and he was on Jasmine Lorimer's season of The Bachelorette Canada, which, by the way, I watched, and it was fucking great. It was really, really good. Jasmine is one of my favorite batches of all time, up there with, like, Georgia Love and Rachel Lindsay. I don't think any... Well, not that many people in Australia probably watched Bachelorette Canada. I had to do some hunting to track it down. <laughs> I don't know if I... Have either of you guys watched it? No. No. Uh, it's really good. I really recommend it. It's very good, compassionate. They have the kinds of conversations that we want people to have on this show. Right. It's it's like a parallel universe version <laughs> of the show. Almost. And Daniel was on Bachelor. No, no. he's a Canadian who was on the US series. Right. Okay. For no good reason. So, what okay. can you tell yeah. us about Thomas? Look, Thomas. He's an international fashion model. Uh, he came like seventh or something in that season. He didn't leave too much of a uh, mark on me. It was like two years ago, and I think there were some more memorable 
do. I, I mean, like the the biggest impression I got from that season was just that, like Jasmine is the best, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which is a very popular thing amongst Bachelorette seasons. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. He he's uh, he he was uh, not the Frenchest, but one of the Frencher <laughs> guys. Good, <laughs> like, very good. Has more sort of sophisticated Europeanness to him than some of the other like. What would you say? Not like what's the? I'm almost said all American, and they're from Canada. But like you know, uh, the true blue, <laughs> true, <laughs> maple, the real Canucks. I, yeah, uh, Mounties. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I'm not displaying a lot of knowledge here. I'm the one who watched the show as well. But yeah, I don't know. He's a guy. He's got a man bun. He's he looks alright. He's, he's got a little. Yeah, he's, he's hot. Um, Megan reckons he's gorgeous. Uh, and she makes some eyes at him, and soon he takes her away for a chat. Cute. He's acting quickly. He's like, I know what I want. I want to get in here. I want to do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very confident. Yes. Mm. He certainly is, which is good because he's got an uphill battle ahead of him. <laughs> um, Thomas tells Megan he likes to draw and play guitar. But not well. Yeah, not well, just for fun. <laughs> That's good. Um, I love that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, yeah, it, it's not like his... Whole thing, yeah. I don't know. Uh, she says in in the moment that he's the type of guy that she goes for, hot and mysterious, uh, and says, "quote The conversation with Thomas is better than it is with Jake. It's a different kind of chemistry. It's more intense." Do you think that we can stop conflating mysterious and foreign? Yeah, that's a. That's something that keeps happening, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Elena, not much... so mysterious. Thomas, mm. hot and mysterious. Hot and fucking French. Say it. Yeah. I don't know if he's actually French. Is he French? I'm not sure. I shouldn't have probably said that a minute ago. I don't know. I I'm don't going know off the information who... that I have. Like, mm. he doesn't look... I don't know. Mm. I mean, there was another guy named Benoit who was definitely French. <laughs> but... What's his last name? Do you know? Thomas's? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying his last name oh, was no. Tom- Thomas Thomas's. <laughs> Uh, Thomas Perras, got it. Yeah, that's what I thought. It is. I think. I think it's French, but I just don't know. Perras, P E R A W S. Just because it looks like Paris. Perras. He's from Saskatchewan, <laughs> though. So, uh, is that a French-speaking Saskatchewan? No, not a hundred percent or anything, but still could be. Yeah. Okay. Yes, the hot and mysterious thing. I get maybe the mysterious thing is just like, I literally didn't even know they had Bachelorette in Canada or something. Like, maybe that's what she meant. But, yeah, it is a pattern. I thought it was like the squinty eye thing that Jake does. Oh, oh yeah. true. And Thomas also kind He's of... He's got a bit of that flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Smolder and Scully. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, th- uh, what? Oh, this is meant to be a new paragraph. That's why. It's fine, everyone. Uh, At this point, there's a shot, like a tracking shot, that follows Luke and Sam, who are holding hands as they stroll down the beach, which they then break, like, they they stop holding hands in this real moment of sort of yucky, like, gay panic when they realize that they're being filmed. Do you guys remember this? I did see this. It was, I didn't like, notice. It was short, but the, the Bachelor in Paradise official Twitter account shared a gif of them holding hands with the caption, quote, this is a couple we can get behind, which makes me really fucking annoyed, like, for reasons that I guess we can't talk about yet and we'll talk about in the next episode. Because okay. we've yeah. seen what happened. But just, like, the representation... 
It's all a joke to them. Yeah. Yeah. My take on this was like, this is uncomfortable and we need to be a bit more progressive about this on the show because that representation matters and these are not the kind of attitudes that we can be proliferating. It's not funny that two dudes are mm. holding hands. It's just nice. And, like, it's 2018 and, like, in Australia it's now legal, like, to have same-sex marriage and stuff like that. Like, it's like we're beyond this. It's so childish. Mm. Like, it's really... Uh, anyway. Um, okay, because it's almost, like, it's almost a joke that they're not, like, not a joke, that it's unbelievable that, that they're not even exploring same-sex like relationships really in this show at all, uh, like albeit like one or two people through like a million series mm. on Australia, but then they're t- making a joke of it as yeah, well. So yeah. it's like you surely have to be aware that now we're celebrating and it's like yeah in the in you know public knowledge that it's it's now legally very okay to marry. All a of gay Australia per- was like- asked. <laughs> To vote, and they voted in favor <laughs> of it. Only like all of Australia, are bigots. It's great. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that aside, like I don't know. Yeah, like all of Australia already voted on this shitty joke, and they already voted against it. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? Michael, after being encouraged by Jared and Kira, drums up the courage to fight for what he wants, which is Lisa. Uh, apparently it's been this way the whole time. He's like, this is my ride or die. Like, I'm gonna, if it ain't this woman, I'm out of here. This type of thing. <laughs> he says in, in the moment, if I don't get a positive outcome, I'm pretty much prepared to walk away. And he does not get a positive outcome. Mm, um, no. He tells her the person he really wants to get to know is her, to which she says, it did put me in a bit of an awkward position and I did feel quite guilty accepting the rose. And then quite suddenly, Michael says, quote, I think paradise is great, but I think it's just not the right place for me right now. In the moment, he says, I'm at a point now where, you know, Lisa was my focus. Uh, Debatable. Um, (laughs) And I feel like if I stayed to meet someone else, I'd just be forcing it. So then we watch him tell a producer, quote, I'm going to call it. The producer says, leave paradise. And he says, for sure, for sure. Zero love for me. And then we watch him drive off into the distance as he says, quote, I'm the guy that missed out. Again, I mean, you left. You, there was a chance. You a know. question. Hit me. Uh, if Lisa had said no to Michael's rose, but then received a rose from Luke, mm-hmm. does Michael go home? I don't know. Uh, I can't remember who else hadn't given out their rose at that point or whatever. I don't remember. And I also feel like that's some kind of like monopoly rules though, because if Michael has a rose to give, then he surely has to give it to someone. He would just have to give it to his second choice at that point. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then he collects go. He passes go and collects $200. I would, that. I would really like that rule. Just say if you went to hand someone a rose and they said no. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, bye, Michael. I don't know. Do we have anything to say about him? I came a bit around on Michael Turnbull this season. I think that he was inoffensive, and whereas previously I thought that he was like a really huge ego, no brains um, dummy, now I think that he's fine. I found him very dull. Yep. Uh, <laughs> like, he just didn't really do anything for me at all. 
But, you know, like some people enjoy him. I, I think it was a constant turn off his like sort of just general sort of tone of voice mm. and like saying things like bird and, you know, oh, she's a, she's a good girl. And, uh, you know, mm. like that kind of thing. It just didn't really do anything for me, but not a big deal. Supposing uh, they, that he did uh, like decide to follow his heart and pursue Lisa as he has told the camera and... You know, we have our reasons to doubt that. But supposing that that was his intention, good on him. I applaud him for doing that. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, Lisa appears to have just as suddenly decided to leave as well. The very next line of dialogue in the episode after Michael leaves is, quote, I was very sad to see Michael leave Paradise, but it's made me realize that I came to find love, and I found that with Luke. I think it's time to leave Paradise and go explore a little bit more with Luke. It's a sham. Odd. What is going there was on? A few Do you want me to tell you? Thinking. Oh my god! Can I tell you what I was thinking? You tell first? me what you're thinking so first, then you and then tell I'll me... tell you what the what the uh, thing that I believe I know is. I was thinking because I'd never watched Paradise before. That is this how it ends? Because I'm not sure how you have a winner or how people get off the island. Are they just going to keep bringing people on? And then we've got. You know, I don't know. It was all very weird. I didn't know how we got to the end. And I was like, is this what the show does? Do Everybody, people just leave eventually? Yeah. Like, does it break you or you're so sure in your relationship that you leave? That was one thing that I was thinking. The second thing I was thinking is, how good is your life outside of paradise? Right. Like, you want to leave this? The third thing I was thinking was criticizing myself for thinking that and being like, are they still emotionally, like, really tormenting these people? And yeah. she wants to get out of here because it's putting on pressure, putting pressure on something she wants to enjoy. They were my thoughts. Mm. So, lying in bed together, neither of them facing the camera, which I think is important, Lisa tells Luke, quote, if you weren't in here, I would have already left, before asking, are you okay to leave now? We can hang out on the outside of this, you know? I think that there is a lot that we're not hearing in between these little clips of dialogue. And I think the way that it's edited together seems very misleading to me, or at least uh, very convenient. Mm -hmm. Luke appears to have a very subdued reaction. He does most of his storytelling in an in-the-moment interview that's shot like probably the next day. He says, for me, I need to slow down a bit. And like the, over the the scene itself, they're really obviously adding like this the sound effect of like waves crashing, so that you can't tell that the audio in this conversation could be like it's chopped up. It could be sourced from any time either of them open their mouths, like the entire time they've been in there. It's really sus to me. It's really weird. Um, but then yeah, Lisa says, "I think I need to leave today," and then Luke in in the moment says, "I'm here to find someone," and and starts to cry. Uh, yeah, I just couldn't really make sense of it. Like, we this was meant to be clear, and I think the edits that they'd done had tried to make it more clear what the story of this was, but also I think they were covering something up, and I really want to know what it was. Okay, you want to know what they were covering up? Yes! Yes! Lisa got a job offer. No. Uh, yeah. Is that it? That's it. Lisa got a job offer How on the does... outside, and she wanted to go home. How did she get a job offer... And While she that was in paradise, this paradise. spoils the magic of having phones and stuff like that too. Um, so it they appears do that have phones? maybe they've got an electric producer who, uh, all that kind of stuff. She said uh, has said in an interview that she had a job, a job offer that something had come through. So what does she do? I don't really know. Um, I haven't really gotten that far with it. Um, mm. But yeah, so it did seem like she has had a a job offer, and that is why 
she decided to leave paradise at that time. And that is why it was so sudden. Right. Yeah. Well, that is interesting. Um, yeah, we watched Lisa packing her bag and in voiceover she says, I feel like he kind of gave up in the end. I don't want to waste any more time and I thought we'd end up together at the end of the story, but it didn't work out. Uh, Here it she is. Sa- Sorry. Uh, um, I found it. So she says, uh, I was confident in my feelings with Luke and I had an opportunity where with work come through that was really hard to pass up. Luke and I chatted about it for a few days. We were both on the same page. We are in the kind of position where we said, we both live in Sydney. We're going to have to go back to real life sooner or later. If there's an urgent reason for me to go back, and there was, Luke supported the decision that we made. We ended up leaving together. I don't regret that decision. I'm working on the business deal at the moment, and we dated after the show. Okay. That's well, that's boring. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the know. boring truth. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did think it's funny that she was like, uh, I, I thought we'd end up together at the end of the story, but it didn't work out. It's like you just kind of stopped reading the story. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not quite the end. Um, yeah, but yeah. So they they have another little chat where Lisa apologizes for putting the pressure of backing this relationship long term on Luke, uh, which I think is healthy. He says, "I'm not here to kid around. I'm here to find someone incredible, and you are that person. I want to give this a go and try to make it work." Uh, and then they kiss, and we never see them again. But they they did leave the island together uh apparently uh unverified but everyone's talking about it uh luke cheated on lisa soon after leaving the island and now they have split up sorry if you were it's it's verified that they split up we just don't know yeah how or why yeah uh which sucks because i need to know everything (laughs) i know right (laughs) Um, well, truly, it's our duty. <laughs> the thing that I have heard is that uh, Luke uh, cheated with a teenager, like a nineteen-year-old, at a oh, um, a, like a party of some sort. And he's old, right? He's in his mid-thirties. Thirties. Oh, yeah. Um, Yikes! That's what I've read on the internet, um, and it sort of lines up with his social media posts where Luke and Lisa aren't following each other on Instagram. He's posting pictures that say things like. Everybody deserves a second chance. None of us are perfect. We all stuff up at some point. I know I certainly have. It's how we act and respond when we do, which is what matters. Yikes. Ah, well. Well, good on you, Luke. Enjoy your Maxim parties then. Yeah. (laughs) Was that him? No, that was Courtney. All of them. Mm. All of them. He probably gets invited to, quick, what's a magazine that older men read? Quick, uh, men's health. Zoo. Oh, Zoo. older men in that they don't make it anymore. Oh yeah, right. Okay, I get you. Mm. Let's not worry about it. Uh, a date card arrives for Elora, and she instantly invites. Sorry, I'll try that again. I said invites. <laughs> a date a card. card. <laughs> a date card arrives. <laughs> a date card arrives for Elora. <laughs> And she instantly invites Apollo, who says yes. Cute. Simone is annoyed. Uh, immediately, she she talks over the situation with Weiss. Um, but then she is approached by Thomas, who she's visibly disinterested in. <laughs> and it's just the next in a long line of failures on his part. Um, but anyway, the date. Let's talk about it. It's raining downwards. <laughs> um, <laughs> And Laura and Apollo arrive at a hut where they will be having quote unquote dinner, aka mimosas. Um, 
Apollo tries to learn some French from Elora, and then they move to a different couch and drink some different mimosas. It's a very good date. Um, Apollo says he's looking for someone special with whom he can travel the world, and he says he doesn't like drama or people who whinge about things. And this is what I was flagging earlier. This is as much as we're told about what Apollo's actually looking for in a partner, yeah. which is not much. And and so it means that with this conflict between Alora and Simone, we're forced to rely on our own judgments about them and like the ways that they're individually being portrayed and that kind of thing, but mostly just like, I think Simone's blah, 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 or I think Alora's being like blah, 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 or whatever, which is like... When we're talking about a dating show, isn't it more interesting to think about like the compatibility of these people with each oh, other? Oh, this is good. Mm. Smart boy. I want to be determining which one is a better fit for him rather than just like which one is a better person which one is who is better. right yeah. in this one conflict. So, it sucks. Cameras are paying attention to the wrong things. That's just how the show goes. Elora and Apollo arrive back at the group. And Simone points out that they're being much more warmly received than she was after her date with Apollo yesterday. And rightly so. Like, she does a good job of pointing this out. It's true. You can sense there's, like, a difference in mood in the group. Um, But Apollo basically comes right back to Simone at this point. Um, She says, I missed you today. And he says, I missed you too. It's a little bit cute. Mm. It's the very beginnings of something, for sure, but... I liked that he came over to talk to her. Yeah, I like it's that the too. right thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of lead-up to Thomas asking Megan on a date. Um, Megan has been aligned with Jake since she arrived, but there's all this umming and ahhing over whether or not she'll go with the hot Canadian Thomas if he asked. And then he asks, and she says, I don't know if it's a good idea for me to go on a date with you right now. And I just think she's being very mature. I think she's being very very reasonable. She explains this very well. Uh, She says, I don't think it's the right time for me. Okay. What do you reckon about this? Look, I think that's fine. Um, It's weird because we have a bias against Jake on this podcast. That's true. And we don't really know Thomas that well at all. And we are like in favor of Megan finding love with someone good. So there's part of me that's like, oh, she should go on a date. And I generally think that that should be the principle anyway. Like, I kind of hate this, that he asks these women out and no one's even willing to give him the time of day because they're so invested in their, like, half of a thing with Apollo, you know? Yeah, Um, yeah. I just think, like, it would be way better television if they went on the date. Uh, In terms of whether or not this is good for Megan, like, if she's committed to Drake, great, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll save a little bit of heartbreak. There's lots of uh, paparazzi shots of them out together now. Me and, Megan and Jake? Yes. Ooh, yeah. spoilies. Did I not send you those? No. Yeah. Maybe I didn't. Lots and lots. Interesting. So it's not just on a few occasions. It's like quite a few of them being quite close. Right. Sorry to jump in with a spoiler like no, that. No, that's okay. Um. Well, you know, it's in line with what happens here. Megan tells Jake that she turned down the date. And, you know, they share a kiss. <laughs> um, he says, you could have gone. I would have swallowed my pride, I guess. Uh, bullshit. To which she Gross. says, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, fuck you. You would have ma- milked a whole other episode of conflict out of it. <laughs> like we're going to see in the near future. Yeah, you would have demanded Florence come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, Thomas, in his In the Moment, says, I didn't get this date card not to go on a date. I'm getting a rose tonight and many more roses. And I'm going to be here till the end. It's like, all right. <laughs> Love this from him. Do you think he filmed that after he had been eliminated? And it's just like, well. <laughs> what can I do you for? Producers? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what would you funny. like me to say? Yeah. Um. He grabs Leah, who says, I don't know if I feel it, like, romantically. Very quickly cut to him asking Simone, who just says, at this point, no. <laughs> it's brutal. We're getting 10-second clips of him being rejected. Like, it's like a, a, a flip book, almost. He's not a bad dude, either. Like, he seems like he's fine. He's hot as hell, yeah. and everyone seems to think so. Like, everyone's like, holy shit, get a load of this guy. Do we think that it's because they've all formed such tight bonds that they're just not ready to let a new person in? Possibly. He could have just caught them on the wrong week. Like, because yeah. there are times <laughs> when these things seem less stable. Yeah, because, I mean, like, they're all quite close already. They've been there for quite some time now. I don't know exactly how long they've been there. Do you have an idea? This At this uh, point, it's like two weeks. real time? Yeah, about no, two weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. But then, like, Alora and Apollo coming, they already know these personalities as well. They're used to them. They've yeah. probably been to parties together and things like that. Like, to welcome a whole new person at this point in who they have never met before and don't even know what they're about. And after their experience with Daniel, they're probably a bit wary. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Jared says he feels kind of bad for the poor bloke. And... I do want to say, like, before we get too carried away, like, being like, oh, this guy's being so horribly rejected. Like, the international model who's been flown halfway <laughs> across the world to be on another reality TV show, he's probably doing fine. I feel like, let's not trip over ourselves here. But anyway, Jared proposes a quote-unquote bro date for the two of them, plus Sam and Apollo. And this counts. <laughs> this is... Uh, <laughs> He's got a date card. Like, this is what he uses it on. This is the date. Uh, they walk along the beach. Thomas says they're walking down the beach like it's a Backstreet Boys video. Sam says, I just want to let you know that I do put out. I and this is the beginning of this very... Well, not even the beginning, but, like, there's more of this, like, shitty, like... I don't know if you want to say homophobic, but, like, just really, like, repressed you know, masculinity. Uh, Before we get into the bad, uh-huh. I loved the idea of this. Me too. Yep. I liked Jared's initiative. It does, like, finally we're seeing the parts of Jared that people talk about but we never saw. So, like, he does have a lot of, like, warmth and integrity and he looks out for people. Um, we saw that. We have talked about Jared not being really well-versed in relationships, that including friendships. So, it was really cool for him to do that. Mm. Um, it seems like Thomas was having a really nice time and appreciated mm. it. He was sitting sad in the rain with his head in his hands. Yeah. Um, also, Apollo's there and he's not wearing a shirt, so that's good too. Also, yeah. where are the rest of the men? Because mm. Eden's not there. Oh, there's plenty that aren't there. There's, uh, yeah, I think there's three couple, or four that aren't there. There's a couple there, yeah. that aren't there. What were they doing at the time? I don't know. Not as fun to be around, maybe. Mm. <laughs> they just didn't get invited. They actually only needed four because that was how many could fit, fit in, in a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it looks to me like a two-person bath situation. Like, they were thinking this would be a date. Yeah. And then all four of them just kind of crashed it and they managed to all squeeze in. Yeah. Because mm. that's what happens. They arrive at a bath. It's full of milk. <laughs> Max, how did you yeah. feel about this? Oh, true. I was so stoked. Are you going to start having milk baths? 
I don't I know how I haven't uh, in my life up <laughs> until this point, but I guess I just didn't realize that they existed as an, as an option. I've mm. definitely heard of them before. It's a and Cleopatra I've thing, been, right? Yeah, quite curious. I wouldn't do like a dairy milk thing. No. Um, um, but Coconut. like they already had a they already had a dairy milk bath on Richie's season, right? Mm, that's true, <laughs> right? Oh, it was lint. Sorry. Uh, coconut milk would be great to bathe. Yeah, in. true. Yep. How much do we have in the house right now? A lot. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I bathe in that isn't luxurious though? Just a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> what are you bathing in I this bathe week? In? Hey, podcast you know listeners, leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you're bathing in this week. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I bathe in apple cider vinegar. Oh, uh, wait, pure? Not pure. You'd be shriveled Di- up. Diluted, definitely diluted, but, um, you know, it's really good for you. It's good for a number of things, but mm. it's not luxurious and it's not silky and smooth like I think milk would be. I actually have a pretty good answer for what I'm bathing in this week because I got a bath bomb from <gasps> Lush. And yes. It Which one? Is co- well, it's because I'm good friends. I have a friend who's in a movie that came out last year called Paddington Two. Oh, <laughs> did you want to pick uh, that up off the floor? Because you just dropped it. <laughs> oh, is that huge name? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, sorry, thank you for yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, we I, need I a sound a effect that <laughs> when someone drops a name, it goes plunk, sploosh. Yeah, it's a uh, marmalade flavored. Oh, that's nice. That's and it's like a jelly bath bomb, so it's like I'm in the marmalade. I hate marmalade, but go well, off. <laughs> Kelly, you're off the podcast. You had a bath recently, didn't you, Max? I did. I actually had a bath. You were looking right at me <laughs> when you said that. You did my thing to, to me. <laughs> yeah, I had a lovely bath the other night. My uh, housemates weren't home, and I was like, you know what? I'm not doing anything. I'm sitting. I'm lying in a bath, and it was great. But now I need to invest in these bath bomb products. And um, you have told me before also about bathing in apple cider vinegar because you were like, yeah. it's really, really good for you. And I was like, maybe. I use it for I everything. And then I also looked at um, Manuka honey and I bought some. And thank you for that tip too. Yeah. Mm. It's good for your body. This is the health corner. I'm with the way that Allura is with Apollo, I'm like with apple cider vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> you can, like, <laughs> It's great, like, yeah. So I'm it's g- literally magic. It is. Let's just say like, that. Like, I'm going to be a bit educational on the podcast here. It's just like, I use it in my, I wash my hair with it, and I have great hair. Uh, that's I true, except for when you wash on- it and it gets too soft. True. But that's only, yeah, it happens. <laughs> Thank you, It happens to me too, it's fine. Um, uh, I use it on my skin. Um, I've got a chimpo at the moment, but we ignore that. Uh, I you, s- you told me not to bring it up. <laughs> I brought it up like three times. You're looking at it. I can feel it. Um, and I drink it every day. I put a cap of it in my water bottle. You drink your chimpo every no, day? No, I... Mm, okay. Anyway, the milk bath. Mm. Um, podcast listeners, uh, should we read out some of the reviews right now? Because, yeah, text in with what you're bathing in this week. Also text in if you have a nickname for Kelly's chimple. <laughs> If you say Jared, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, if we're doing, uh, it's not red if we're enough. talking about reviews and texts, I want to talk about and and segments. I want to talk yeah. about our left on red segment and how 
Ding, 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 ding. I wasn't left on read by someone. What? Oh. Wait, all right. Are we doing segments right now? Yeah, I Why think not? we're just oh, I mean shooting the, the segments in right now. Can we just get yep. rid of this date? Um, <laughs> Basically. So, Xavier, who have you been left on read by? Oh, uh, oh, uh. You've, a couple of people so far. I don't mean specifically this week, just to recap. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, so chronologically, mm. it was um, the first person in my entire life to ever <laughs> leave me on read <laughs> was Osher Ginsberg, followed by Weiss. And then, who was it? Was there somebody else? Fox FM. Fox FM. Fox FM. So, I posted a meme of Osher mm. on my Instagram. Tagged him in it. Uh, Great meme, by the way. Thank you. Uh, and Osher replied in a similar way that he replied to you. I got like um, a love heart and like a um, palm tree and a flower, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I said, Osher, I love you. Uh, and if you ever want to come to a Camp Cope show, let me know. There's one coming up at the Opera House. You know, knowing that he likes music, obviously he's involved in the music industry. Mm -hmm. I like this. The Opera House is is a great place, you know. Anyone would look for an excuse to go there any night of the year. Exactly. He's sophisticated. He's a, a, a man of the arts. Not expecting him to respond. Sure. I was expecting to have a great story for Left Me On Red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Osha then replies with, is it all ages? <laughs> because my stepdaughter is 14. Oh, so good. Osha. And I said, it is all ages. This is the date. Let me know if you want to come. And he said, cool. Was just checking before I asked. I'll let you know. So... How long has it been since then, though? I mean, but we've got until July. You've got All time. Right. I did reply to that, and I said, there's no rush. Just let me know if you've no, you got the date up. free. You fucked up. You should have been like, get back to me pronto. No, I These didn't These tickets are moving fast. <laughs> you know, door spot uh, tickets, they come and go. Door spots are infinite. Not infinite. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Not forever. Saturday comes Sunday. The camp coach show were infinite because. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope you both bought, bought tickets. <laughs> Funny story about offering Osha tickets was that there's actually not a lot of <laughs> door spots, and I made my own father. <laughs> And my boyfriend buy tickets, <laughs> but then offered some up to Osh <laughs> and his and his wife and, his and daughter. That's so funny. That's so good. <sighs> they better come. Yeah, well. You know what you should walk on stage to? Bachelor of Hearts theme song. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. For what do in you your do? damn life. <laughs> Did you have to message the band being like, hey, yeah. I've got, got a couple of names <laughs> you know for the what door. what Tomo said? Oh, she back past two. What, what did, what did Tomo, Tomo say? Tomo said, uh, he's got enough money that he can buy his own tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. Isn't it funny? When you get more successful, you get more free shit. Mm. True. Osha, obviously you're listening. Um, you're welcome to come to the Opera House. It's no stress at all. Any show, for that matter. Wow. What about me? Uh, you have to buy tickets. Mm. And quickly, because they're selling fast. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did you drop something? Was that gig details? Kasploosh. <laughs> 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 Whatever. Uh, speaking of Kasploosh, we're in a bath. <laughs> right? 
Please splash out, stick you to hell. Well, well, well. That's the best song in history. It's a Do great you know one. one. Yeah. I know that yeah. one, yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> How are you sick of my shit right now? <laughs> what? Are you sick of my shit? Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. What the? I, I don't want to say that you're jealous because mm. I had a longer conversation with Osha than you did. I'll it say it. Definitely not that. I'll Doesn't sound it. like that. <laughs> I'll it wouldn't be true. <clears throat> I'll say it right now. He's jealous. <laughs> <sighs> Did you talk to Weiss though? Didn't fucking think so. I haven't tried. Oh no! <laughs> but now <laughs> I'm fucked. Uh, all right. So these boys, they strip down. They enjoy some cocktails. They're taking a dip. Um, but yeah, I I led into this with a smile on my face. But we don't make it too far into this thing before it starts getting really fucking troubling. Uh, Sam in particular, he's the worst of the lot. He's like really mincing. He does this very stereotypical, like damaging, uh, like accent, uh, when he says, I dropped the soap and so on and so on. It's very bad. Um, and yeah, I just think it's particularly like damaging considering like the looming sort of issue of representation. We've been talking about it this whole time. Uh, but also what happens on the next episode, which we'll talk about in a couple of days. Sigh. Anyway, Elora reveals she's re- received a love letter from Amjar. So if she can't give her rose to Apollo, he will be her second choice. Anyway, we cut to the cocktail party. Um, Ali, who rooms with Elora, tells Amjar she thinks the letter was super cute. To which he says... What? Because it wasn't from him. In this moment, uh, when this happened, I was thinking, oh my God, did Laura write the letter Mm. herself? That was my first thought. I know a lot of people jumped to Simone in this moment, but Mm. I I honestly said, oh my gosh, did Laura write a love letter, like pretending it was from someone else? Mm. Yeah, letter wasn't from him, even though it was signed... Quote, love Jared, and then in brackets, American LOL. (laughs) (laughs) It does kind of sound like something he'd say. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I believe it. Anyway, from here on, sorry not to go back on what you said, Max, but we're going to have to call him Amjar LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Amjar LOL speculates it might be Simone messing with Elora um, before saying, all right, it's not Eden. Eden went on the date with Elora. It's not Eden. And then Ali says, Eden has morals. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't play with someone like that. At this point, it is very clear to everyone that it is Eden, right? Of course it's fucking Eden. Yeah. (laughs) There wasn't a second of doubt. Okay. There's a weird conspiracy going on, though, on the internet about uh, Sam and Tara's involvement. Mm -hmm. And uh, because there was a picture of Tara um, and and a clip, apparently, in the show as well of her um, writing... At one point, like, she had a notepad and a pen. Mm. And then also Eden uh, posted an apology note, but it w- you couldn't really read what it said, uh, on his Instagram story, and he had had the caption, I'm not a snitch, and the writing was really very different to the mm. letter that we saw in Paradise. He ah. ri- he's one of those people that writes in mm. all caps. You know those... Yeah. 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 Uh, and then then I saw on Twitter someone analyzing the letter with a letter that we've seen on Tara's story before and the writing being really similar. Ah. So there's a few conspiracies going on about whether How this was kind of like, like a group 
sort of maybe gag and Eden took the rap for it. I don't know, but mm. it was weird. I don't know. I wasn't entertained by it. No. Well, yeah, that's the thing, because it's very weirdly sort of tacked onto the end of this episode. Yeah. It's a strange conflict that doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, like, we find out it's a joke. Eden did it as a prank. But I don't get what the joke is or would be. Like, no. I can't. So it's it's just this kind of head-scratching ending where you just feel tense. It's because yuck. Because they're playing tense music. And, yeah, it's it's just yucky and weird. Alora's face. When she's told it wasn't real. Oh, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. so devastating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really hard to watch. I think it was just hard to watch. Like, I didn't like it. I didn't get it. Yeah. Well, American, sorry, Amja, LOL, <laughs> tries to tries to confront Eden, uh, who says, you should be thanking me. You're welcome. He's, like, really pleased with himself for some reason. And then... Meanwhile, Megan reveals to Alora that the letter was a fake. It was made by Eden. And yeah, Alora is like shocked. It's like, it like really rattles her. Um, she says, I don't know why everybody's trying to make a fool of me. And I think Megan does quite a good job. She offers Alora some support. She says, you're not a fool. You're a beautiful person and I love you. It's like a very good, like tiny glimpse of like people caring about each other on this show. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, realizing that his dumb prank has backfired, Eden asks Alora to go for a chat. He says, quote, I feel like a piece of shit. That's on me, so I really am sorry. And it didn't come from a place of jealousy or any malice. You deserve a lot more than this. And Alora walks away, doesn't even justify it with a response. Uh, and Eden says his bags are packed and he orders another drink. <laughs> That's like the end of the cocktail party. So, yeah, this letter thing, it just didn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. No. Even, like, Aiden's, like, ad- admission wasn't really an admission. Yeah. It was all very vague. Like, half of the contestants knew, half didn't. Yeah. It was weird. The whole thing yeah, was some people were in on it, some people weren't. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, then we go to the rose ceremony. Um, seven ladies means seven roses, and eight men means one person is going home. Um, so here are the couples. Simone picks Apollo. She is first out the gate, so she gets to pick him. Uh, Leah picks Amjar, LOL. Um, Tara picks Sam. Ali picks Grant. Kira picks Jared. Megan picks Jake. So it comes down to Alora, and she's forced to choose between Eden and Thomas, neither of whom she's particularly interested in. Although for me, and I would say most viewers, it seems pretty cut and dry, right? The guy yeah. who, like, deliberately fucked you over just to, like, mess with your head and or, like, the heads of people around him. Or this new guy who, I don't know much about him, but he's cute. That's what I was thinking. I was wondering why Laura didn't, like, consider Thomas yeah. ever. He seems kind of like her type, maybe. Like, I mean, I... who knows, but... It was a bit weird. Apollo's yeah. a magician. He's a creative kind of model-y kind of guy who likes to draw. Who says he's good at it. Makes sense. <laughs> True. Yeah, same guy as Thomas, right? Yeah. Um, she says, quote, I'm very hurt by what you have done, but in no way will I let anybody change who I am. And Eden, I do want you to find love, so I choose you. This is not a good explanation of why she made this decision. No, right? I think she's trying to it's take the high road, but actually the high road is like way over the other side and it involves him getting in a car and going home. Well, uh, we say goodbye to Thomas. 
just as soon as Bye. he left, as, as soon as he entered, he, that I, that somebody tweeted saying that's the shortest stay in Bachelor in Paradise history. Osha did. He also, that's right, yeah, and Aww. and he he had no he had no dates. Like he came in with a date card, and even then couldn't get anyone to Aww. go on a date with him. Pretty rough. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he's back in the next episode. So, <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, I don't know. By the time this comes out, it will have already happened. So I guess we're fine. Um, yeah. Next time. A lot of interesting stuff happens. Um, when we are recording this, we just watched the episode last night, uh, and there'll be another one tonight. <laughs> so yeah, we know what happens. You probably do too. Some really fucking horrible queer baiting shit and... Rachel and Sasha from Russia. That's fine. Sasha from Russia. I forgot about her. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, good. I've got something to look forward to at the very least. Yeah. We'll have a lot to talk about on our next episode, but that probably just about brings this one to a close. I feel like we may have gone a little long this time. (laughs) No. (laughs) Funnily enough. Do we want to quickly read out some reviews? Oh, my phone's really slow, but. Yeah, I do. I've got them here. Um, So someone says, I hate The Bachelor. But I love the Bachelor Recap podcast. MQ and X are great, and the addition of KDH gives me life. It's really nice. Love Aww. it. Amazing. Someone said Sean Kelly. Um, Aww. Someone says, um, uh, really good discussion of the pros and cons of various Nintendo characters, but the correct answer <laughs> is obviously Joanna Dark. Mm, from Ooh. Perfect Dark. Interesting choice. Mm. She's 3D, baby. <laughs> uh Let's see if I can find one. Someone says, better than Bunnings on a Sati. I love this podcast. It makes me chuckle out loud. The three of you have amazing chemistry. That's really nice. That's from Kato Potato 123. Little do they know we all hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, those are, those are all the new ones anyway. Oh, there's another one here from Imspen Sir. And he says, as I said in the title <laughs> of this That's review. That's what that says. Uh, Bachelor of no, Hearts is the only me. good podcast about the Australian version of The Bachelor. I don't know any of... There are other podcasts about the Australian version of The Bachelor, and quite frankly, I don't want to know. I only need this one. How lovely. That was funny. <laughs> Thanks, Impspencer. <laughs> if you want us to talk about your username and laugh at it on the podcast... We actually did come here to make friends. Why not head over to the iTunes or Stitcher page for our podcast. Leave us a little review. Give us a rating. We've had such a ridiculous couple of weeks of really good luck with like ratings and chart positionings and stuff like that, which just goes to show that it really actually makes a difference. So uh, if you could do that, we would be so, so happy. But also like the main thing is that you're just listening to and enjoying our podcast. So thank you so much for doing that as well. And you can find us on social media at BOHPod or search for Bachelor of Hearts. Why am I Dracula? Transylvania. <laughs> Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? <laughs> um, they did the mash. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Max. Uh, they did the Max. They did oh, the Monster Max. The Monster Max. That's very good. They did the Kelly. It's worse. Oh, <laughs> it's it. oh gotta go. there must be a line in there about skeletons or something, right? Kel- ske- ske- skellies. Um, when I was on MySpace for a while, my name was uh, S hyphen Kelly hyphen ten. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. And is that page still active? If I Google it right now, I don't know. Our l- listeners, Google it. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> 
We're all going to find out together. All right. Thank you so, so much for listening again. We will be back in not enough time with another episode of our wonderful podcast. Until then, we wish you all the very best. Please take care of each other and yourselves. And whatever the last thing is that I normally say. Searching for a sign